Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jesus Meets Us Everywhere podcast. I'm Janie. And I'm Courtney. And we're here today to uh, just check in with everyone. We're sorry we didn't uh, post last week. I think we were both just kind of getting our bearings mm-hmm. of our new normals. And um, so, yeah, so I don't know if we'll continue to post every week. It's just going to kind of have to be a play-by-play. I mean, would yeah. you agree with that? Okay, I would. Alrighty, so first we want to touch base on how are we doing um i'm doing okay i mean obviously it's pretty hard um i tell people i'm an introverted extrovert and Mm -hmm. so i'm pretty introverted until i get to know you um or until i feel comfortable in the situation or with people and then i become a super extrovert and i used to say until this happened that i find my rejuvenation time of being at home and just um being alone and that kind of stuff and -hmm. I think I still do but now I'm really craving like I just want to go out to eat and go to a movie and those kinds of things and I have a tendency when I am home um if I don't keep myself busy I fall very quickly um, into like a state of depression and um, I allow myself to just not get motivated for things and so that's been a big challenge for me is continually keeping myself busy um, yeah so for the most part I think I'm doing okay um, this could be another four to six weeks of this or longer so mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I just have to take it day by day and breathe. How are you doing, Courtney? Um, yeah, I like the term okay. I am okay. There are good days and there are not so good days. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought that being at home was rejuvenating for me. Like you said, I think it is, but um, right. I am craving some family time. Huge family oh, for person. sure. I am craving... Um, like, in office time with my staff. Like, it's so weird to have to do Zoom meetings with them when you're used to seeing them five <laughs> right? days out of the week. And now not talking to them every day. So, that's been kind of weird. But, thankfully, I've got um, a good couple of roommates. So, you know, we've been doing it together. And my sister has been over. She's self-isolating, so she's kind of hanging out with us. And... So that's yeah. been that's been good. But yeah, I need to keep myself busy at some points or else I do start to slip into that yeah, depression for mode. Sh- so for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um some of you, some of our followers and listeners may have seen on our Facebook pages we posted what you wanted to hear on the podcast today. And so One of the biggest ones was um, how to deal with anxiety and worry and then how we put that on God. And I think like we talked about, like keeping our mental health in check. I usually see my counselor once a month, Uh um, kind of up to that to every other week right now, um, just because I need that check in with somebody who keeps me accountable Uh um, and who is not in my everyday life. So, um, and somebody I can just express all everything to 
and not have to worry about judgment or anything because that's her job. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, that's been really helpful and just, I mean, it's hard. It's super hard because like I stated before, I so easily fall into a state of depression when Uh I allow myself to just, um, or when there's not a lot of activities to do, like right now, like I just, I can't go places. Uh-huh. And so that's been a daily struggle. Um, how about you, Courtney? How do you deal with anxiety? Marie? Well, before this snowstorm hit, um, <laughs> I had really gotten into walking outside and just enjoying the sunshine. I am a huge um, person, a huge person. Ha ha ha. I am a person who <laughs> craves highly on the sunshine and yeah I was outside every day so when I started to get anxious that's when I knew okay let's put the tennis shoes on let's go for a walk put some music on um also I've really gotten into dance parties even if I don't feel like it just trying to find some music that will get me moving and thinking about the music more or less than the current situation and usually if I can do that for a little bit I can kind of snap myself out of that anxiousness Um, yeah I also did a devotion for work um, last week and we made glitter jars so it's water glue and glitter and then you shake it and then you just slowly watch the glitter settle Mm -hmm. Um, just and we use the representation that there's chaos everywhere just like the glitter is everywhere and then it'll all settle eventually Um, so just thinking about that that has been a helpful tool that's cool yeah so um going biblical a little bit like how we put those um anxiety and worries on god Mm -hmm. this text uh keeps coming back to my mind and it keeps um i don't know i think it's very fitting for our time in our world right now and i did a devotional on this text the other day Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna share it with you all um, so if I find anybody by reading the Bible, I'm sorry about that, but we are Jesus meets us everywhere podcast. <laughs> so, um, it comes from first Peter, which is the new Testament. So first Peter chapter five verses six through 10. And it goes like this, humble yourselves, therefore under the almighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil prowls around, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. And I just think that's a powerful text for the time that we're living in right now. It, um, you know, like verse seven says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Like God loves us so deeply. Uh Um, And then the part that, I think really resonates with the whole world as it says, uh, resist him steadfast in your faith for, you know, that your brothers and sisters in all the world 
are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Like this pandemic is happening everywhere. Yeah. All over. And then, but then God says, and after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. And I I just, that text moves me. Like Uh it just, it's so powerful for, like, we know that there will be an end in this pandemic. Exactly. 100 years ago, or 102 years ago with the flu pandemic, you know, the world was rebuilt. The world, we came out of it and we'll come out of this one too. Uh We just have to trust in God. And I like in verse 7, so I was following along on my Bible. I mean, like you said, it says cast all your anxieties on him. It's not talking about just the anxieties of the pandemic. Um, right. You know, about just being anxious about having the virus or maybe giving the virus to someone unknowingly. But also talking about, you know, casting your anxieties about money. Maybe your income has yeah. has changed. Or maybe you have a loved one in the hospital. Or... Mm-hmm. Your car is having, you know, getting from point A to point B. Talking about all of it, that you don't have to just give one yep. anxiety at a time. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Just I love that text um, a lot, and it's something I keep turning to over and over in this in this pandemic. So I hope that that um, brings light to our listeners as well. We want to talk about grief and loss um, because what we're feeling right now is grief. We're grieving the loss of through social distancing, like you said, Courtney, of not being able to be around our family. And I think we're both pretty family oriented Uh people. And to not go and like the other day, I go to a vet um, that's 40 miles away from me just because I like the care. Mm -hmm that they have and my family lives on a farm there and usually when I go to the vet I will drive down and go spend a couple hours at the farm and visit my nieces and nephews and I couldn't do that on Wednesday and it just it broke me because it's something that I I love to do and I haven't been able to see them and so I'm grieving that loss of not not seeing family like I do on a daily basis or a regular basis. And I'm just grieving um, just people Uh in general. Like, you know, I go to the grocery store or somewhere and I'm always constantly because I'm a public figure. I work in the church, you Uh could say, as a public figure. And um, you constantly run into people that you know. Like Bismarck's a pretty decent sized Uh town, but it's also pretty small. And I, I miss seeing people at the grocery store and catching up with them and wondering how their day is going. And not to say that I can't do those things through a phone or through those things, but I'm craving that person. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way on Sundays, every, almost every mm-hmm. Sunday throughout the year. Um, my sister and I will meet my aunt and uncle um, in mm-hmm their hometown and my parents will be there and we sit down and we have a home cooked meal together and we get to talk about our week and we get to laugh and hug and play games and be outside together and that's been really hard like I never realized like taking for granted what I had 
And now, right. like, yeah. Sundays come and my sister and I look at each other and we're like, what do we do? Like, how do we go about with this day that we're so used to having it filled with family? Which right. is weird. And like you said, being a public figure, I, I definitely think as church members, we are seen as as public figures for some people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had to run to Walmart for a couple things last week. And I ran into a congregation member. And I, I mean, usually it's a congregation member and I can sit and talk for quite a long time. But we had to say hi and just keep moving. Which was so mm-hmm. sad, like, just to think about that. And, like, it yeah. broke me as I walked away, like, saying, okay, yep, I, right. you know, I guess we'll have to catch up when all this is done. So, right. Yeah, definitely grieving yeah. all of that. Yeah. And so, with all those things comes, like, we talked before with anxiety, comes a lot of stress, mm-hmm. and which can bring up old memories, which can be triggers for yeah. things, for people. And, I did some self-reflecting last week and I realized that kind of like an underlying thing. Um, how do I want to say this? That uh, there's a big trigger that um, like when I was younger, my mom um, suffered from diabetes mm-hmm. and we always had to keep like our house like immaculately clean. And like, we always had to be consistent on washing our hands and um like just doing all those kinds of things. And so it was kind of a hidden trigger until I started to like kind of reflect on my day that, oh my gosh, this is like, I'm reliving my Mm -hmm. childhood on some level because it's bringing up all these memories and I'm grieving the loss still of my mom. And, you know, it's been, it'll be 10 years and it's just, um, so yeah. So I think that's something too that we should recognize as, as we walk through this pandemic is, what triggers is it bringing up for you and memories and um, maybe of loss yeah. or um, or other things? And and so, yeah, so every time I'm like washing my hands every 20 minutes, <laughs> it feels like, you know, like that it's become a, a trigger because I'm constantly doing it. And so um, how do you deal with those yeah. triggers and those memories? And I think one way I've learned is just like embrace it. And I, and I think about my childhood and I think about like, you know, when I was little, like nobody could ever wear shoes in our house because like of all the different things that it could bring Mm -hmm. in for my mom. Anytime somebody had to come into the house, you had to wash your hands or um, like we vacuumed our home like every day and dusted every day just because her immune system was not the greatest and we had to keep it clean. And that's what's happening a lot with this pandemic is that we have to wear masks and I had to do that a lot around my mom too, um, to save her and to save me, you know, and that's what this pandemic is doing. And so I think embracing those memories that come up and, um, you can rejoice in what, like a life, like I rejoice in the life that my mom lived. Um, but it's like just being more cognitively aware of, of those memories and triggers. And then I think like talking about them with other people, like, Hey, I'm not doing okay today because it was a big trigger Mm -hmm. day for me. Or, um, I think our mental health is really at stake right now. And I think we have to be intentional about 
checking in with one another, calling them, FaceTiming them, Zooming them, whatever it is, um, and processing and talking about what we're feeling. And I think that's a a light out of this pandemic is mm-hmm. how more people are connecting with those who are maybe open about, you know, struggling with, yeah, with, um, brain health. My associate pastor, she likes to call it brain health, which I thought was cool. Um, just talking about like the health of our yeah. brain. Um, but also the people that I have been able to reconnect with because of the fact of how is yeah. your brain health doing today? Um, which is really amazing. I mean, it, it's it stinks that something so crazy brought out this in people, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that we're all mm-hmm. in it together, checking on one one another. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's it's great. So, so we want to end with today some uplifting um, information because. Um, I feel like when I turn on my phone in the mornings and I open up Facebook or the newsfeed or whatever it is, it's all uh-huh. this pandemic. And it seems like, oh, there's 10 more new cases today in North Dakota or there's somebody has passed away from the pandemic. And it's just a lot of negativity. And so there um some uplifting things as of like maybe half an hour ago in North Dakota. 55 people have recovered of the coronavirus uh-huh. out of 173 cases. And that's like almost a third of those people. And I think that's that's something that isn't getting put out in the media uh-huh. as much as how many people are actually surviving the coronavirus compared to how many people. I mean, it's a big number of the people that are dying, but we also need to rejoice in Right. And I like seeing the videos. I mean, like some famous people have put out videos, but then there are others of just the average mm-hmm. Joe talking about, yep, I recovered and this is what it was like. Um, like explaining what yeah. they went through, but also having um, the fact that they did recover and they got through it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And then other uplifting things like it's um, this virus has made me clean yeah. my house more, obviously, because I'm home and I need to, like I talked earlier, I want to stay busy and I want to um, not allow myself to fall into that um, state of depression and unmotivating things. So like um, we have a huge fireplace in our basement and I took all the books that are next to it in the bookshelves. I took all those off and dusted and I've cleaned behind my stove and just those projects that you don't do all the time. Um, I've been doing, um, yeah, it's been a time to focus on on things that I haven't focused on a lot in the past. So um, you, I've been able to do a lot more reading, which is awesome. Oh, Whether sure. it was reading for yeah. work, because we um, we took an Enneagram test, which was big. So I got Ooh. my Enneagram number. I'm a. Six. What are you? Yeah. Really, I'm a. Th- Three wing I can't remember two. what I can't remember what the other number was. I think it was a nine, but don't quote me on that. Um, so we got the interesting three and sixes get along well. Us. So I guess we're doing well on the podcast. <laughs> and so we got the book. I think it's called Road Back to You. 
talking about the Enneagrams. Oh, cool. So getting to dive into that and just learn more about myself. And I have been doing some at-home workouts, which is, you know, sometimes it's oh, cool. but it's getting my body moving yeah. and I feel a lot better after that. And yeah, the cleaning, getting a lot of cleaning done and like going through drawers that you just haven't yeah. been able to go through. Like, you know, like your random. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like that, so. And yes. pictures. Like I found a stack of pictures the other day and it was just like, I was a little kid with them, <laughs> but it was so cool yeah. to look at them, you know? And yeah, like you, I agree with you, like going through those drawers and just organizing things and seeing the opportunities that we have in this coronavirus, um, instead of always looking at the negative piece of it, I think yeah. is key. So, so yeah, as we enter into this Palm Sunday week um, and Easter, um, where we're not going to be able to be together in person, I hope that everybody realizes that, I mean, virtual church is yeah. pretty awesome and it's still through that we're connecting and so I hope that wherever our listeners are they get some sense exactly. of connection leading into Easter so well thanks for joining us today friends and um, we'll see you again soon on the podcast if you have any um, recommendations or things that you want us to um, talk about uh, DM us on Instagram mm-hmm. is probably the best way jmk podcast um is our instagram name so or our personal facebook would also be the best way so awesome bye guys have a great day